We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. about, about, about. She's Lisa V. And he's Randall Keith. And you are tuned into another week of Brunch Culture, the millennial podcast where everything is up for discussion. Pew create that soldier boy. Wow. I don't know. I I don't even think that's how to say it is it what's it crank that soldier boy you crank that soldier boy yeah it's like you i think yeah you you know i've never listened to a edited version in that song so when i sing it i i pause like (laughs) soldier boy fitness oh watch me crank we gotta get you exposed lisa we gotta get you exposed watching you so you only know the edited the Superman yeah, I don't know that. That oh, that's what. Yeah. Oh. I didn't realize it was an unedited version. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> and I, I Superman that. Oh, Superman. That's what you know. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole nother. There's a whole actual song where they saying actual things. Which actually is the, the song is a little, not a little, it's very inappropriate for children. But, you know. And that's we, who I was singing it. Right. We was out here cranking that Soldier Boy. Yeah. And all the and, variations that came along with it. Uh, was it Crank That Spider-Man? Was crank yeah. That Superman? It was a bunch of Crank Dads during yeah, that Yeah, we were thinking it was kids' music, but really, Soldier Boy is a real-life thug. And I didn't even know it oh. until, you know, these viral videos where he was, you know, pointing guns. I mean, he's a, he's yeah. a real-life thug. He's a threat to society, right? With yeah. All of these. Remember, so, apparently, in his Breakfast Club interview, he was saying that he was from Compton. Yeah, now that was funny because Charlemagne <laughs> said, "How you from Compton? You a, he was like, well, how you? Aren't you from South Carolina, right? It's like, how you from South Carolina? It was like I was born there. So Charlemagne was like, you was born in Compton. He was like, no, nah, I'm born in Chicago. <laughs> right. And then, it, and then he just moved on like that. Yeah, like, it yeah. Is, like, anyway, he said made sense. I'm what, like, what? but he used to the the thing that got me. So I didn't even know he was born in Chicago because <laughs> he repped Atlanta so hard when he first came out, right? So. I, like full disclosure, I don't know much about Soldier Boy today, right? I just <laughs> I know Soldier Boy today through Instagram, um, Instagram clips. Also, not even like real Soldier Boy. So I don't know if he's making music. Um, I know that he's like on reality television show, so that's like his latest thing. Um, but I don't know much about Soldier Boy today. But so everything that I remember, I was like, no, but he's from Atlanta, right? Like, didn't he? He used to rep Atlanta. It was like ATL all the time. Like, that was his that was his thing. He was a part of that was kind of the the appeal when he came out. He came out as like, you know, this uh, this guy that used a, a computer and the Internet to kind of blow up. And, you know, he made millions of dollars off of this song. And it was like the first like viral Internet rapper song thing that came out. So, like, I know him from that. And one of the things was is like Atlanta. This is proof that Atlanta has so much talent because here is somebody that literally sat in their room and made a song and everybody's listening to it and doing a dance. Right. So it's like, dang, Atlanta's really talented. And he was like, yeah, I'm from the A. 
But now, apparently, he's from Compton. But I don't know. Did he ever live in Compton? Or I know he moved he, to L.A. as soon as he said he got up. His house got broken into. And um, he went to L.A. And he never looked back to Atlanta. Oh. But then he said he was just in Atlanta. I was confused. Was so <laughs> I don't know. That whole The whole interview was... I, yeah. Drake! Drake! <laughs> Kinda! <laughs> Which is like, what? And this whole explanation, his whole explanation about being the biggest comeback of 2018... Which I was confused because if you watch the interview, he says like, "Well, it's not about me being the biggest come, the biggest uh, having the biggest comeback." But then he says, "But he did." So he's like, "Yeah, I'm not saying that I had the biggest comeback, but like I did have the biggest come." Like what? What's happening here? Yeah, that Donald <laughs> Trump logic. Yeah, like what's happening here? What what is all of this? What's going on? So you 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 had it, but then you didn't have it. And then you had it because you have this game console, which I had no idea about this Soldier Games console, the Soldier Boy games. But apparently, Nintendo pulled it. And yeah, so, well, he said they didn't pull it. Well, he said that. But if you go to their actual <laughs> website, if you go to his website, or at least the domain that he was uh, pubbing before, it takes you to the Nintendo site. I was on Instagram. Oh. Yeah, I was on Instagram and uh, I saw somebody said like they had the link and it was like, if you go to this link, it'll actually, it goes to Nintendo site. And this is the same link that Soldier Boy had put out on his Instagram as to like that you use to, to get to the game. It, it's mm. real. Yeah. So apparently like he, he got, it got pulled and he no longer, you no longer, he no longer can sell it, but I guess he's selling something else. It's real. Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But yeah, I think there's something I, wrong with him. I think he. I, I legit think he might be on drugs I, for real. Yeah, I thought he looked like he's on drugs. Right, because he has. See, so I was having this conversation at brunch today with my friends. I was like, "Look, there is. There's one thing to be thin, but then there's crackhead thin." He looks crackhead thin. Like, when you can start to see, like, the bone lining in people's face, you know, you didn't always look this thin. Like, you've been, you know, you, you've you been small, but, bruh, this is, this is a whole other thing that you got going on. This is not just regular, I'm thin. Yeah, no, this, this is not it. Yeah, and the thing is, for me, his face, like, you can always, not you can always, because I don't want to say that's the case all the time. But a lot of times you can see like people's facial structure and it looks like, you know, it's like sunk in. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and he says he not he's not doing, he's never done cocaine. But I was like, maybe it's something else. It's gotta it's be crack. something else. Maybe. Um, or LSD, PCP. I don't know. Somebody. But it's not it's it's not right. Like he it just don't seem Yeah. Maybe he's just on weed. Because he did say that you he We don't high. do that to you. No, we don't do that to you. That's not that's not I'm on weed. No, that's not we don't do that kind of stuff to you. I don't I don't know. Drake. I, Drake. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The memes are great. That Gucci headband was throwing me out too. <laughs> 
I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I look when I started. So I, I saw the memes before watching the interview. I just went to watch the interview last night. And just the whole thing, like, I just, like, he... So you got yourself dressed this morning to look like this this morning, like when you came in. Like you woke up and was like, you know what? I'm going to wear this Gucci headband and I'm going to put on these shades and this is just going to, this is going to be it. I don't, I don't really understand. But then what I keep saying is like, you know what? Well, Soldier Boy, his appeal is to young people. And so maybe young people, this is where I'm at in my life now. I'm always saying maybe young people do things and understand things that are just beyond my ability, my ability to comprehend. I don't get it at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old. I'm a little, you know, uh, yeah, it's maybe this is beyond me. I just don't know. We're going to send some prayers for uh soldier boy though. Cause he needs them. Yeah. Apparently we need to send some prayers to the future. Russell Wilson and Sierra tr- love triangle. Cause they seem like they need it too. <laughs> you call it the love triangle? Oh, <laughs> I mean it's not really a triangle because they're not together. But future was like Russell Wilson need to get his uh, wife and keep get his name. <coughs> I don't want to put that. Sierra has future's name in her mouth, and he shouldn't allow her to say his name publicly. So I mean, it's a it's a thing. I, I didn't know she was still addressing him publicly like that. All of the, all of that, all of this, this, all of that stuff just really bothers me. Um, because so there, it's like there's things that I, I want to feel and kind of support future, but then he'll say like some real left field dumb stuff. It's like, bro. Um, even, even like before this, when he was talking about, I want to say it was like a couple weeks ago, he did like an interview and he was talking about wanting to have more kids. Right. And he was just like, you know, I just, I take care of my kids. There's one thing nobody can say is I don't take care of my kids. You know, that's why I work so hard. What you work so hard for what I look like work and I take care of other people's kids. So what I look like working so hard and not taking care of my kids. <laughs> I I just realized, like, bro, you missing it and you don't get it, right? Because taking care of kids is just not throwing money at their mama or at them, right? Taking care of your kids is just not making sure that they have everything, even if you can afford to pay for them to have tutors and the best education and life experiences and all that stuff. That is great. It's amazing. Kudos. But there's this kind of consistent involvement, emotional connection, you know, guidance, life lessons, all of the stuff that they need from you, bruh. And you're not giving that to all these kids. I just, and if you are, it's not on a consistent basis, right? That's why you got people complaining that you taking people to your mama, mama house. So I think it's like future. Like you'll be at the cusp of saying something that I'd be like, bruh, you know what? You're right. They shouldn't do this. She shouldn't do this. This is horrible because if you did the same thing, there would be a problem. And then he'll just go completely left field. And I'll be like, "Ooh, bro, you lost me there. That's I can't. Yeah. I can no longer support you because you you're doing. Do you, do you think they salt he's salty because of how everything that Sierra seems to be having this ideal family? You know what? So I I actually think that they both were salty at one point in time. I think initially Sierra was like salty when when all of the stuff this is like pre uh, Russell Wilson um, 
or maybe at like the very very beginning i kind of feel like she was intentionally doing stuff just to kind of like piss him off um because mm-hmm. it was stuff like they were not married they were just dating and he made the whole comment about yo stop putting this man in pictures with my child stop leaving this like and stop putting that stuff on the internet and like she's the one that's posted it to me if this caused a a a, a, a riffle or a riff between the two of you at the end of the day, just stop doing it. Like, it's okay. You are a celebrity. So people don't take the pictures anyway. You can't help if other people take the pictures and put them on there. But what you can do is you cannot do it. You can stop positioning this man to be this child's quote unquote father when y'all are not married. I get, like, I can stand up for that. It's like, yo, just stop doing it. It's not that hard. Just don't do it. Like, this is one of the things that, you know, causes additional problems that you can just not do. But I do think at some point in time, she's like, okay, I'm out here. I'm just going to live my best life. Now we have this good picture, perfect family and I'm proud of it and I'm happy. And this is what I wanted and I got it and I want to post about it. And, you know, that's what we do. And I feel like now he is at the place where it's just like, I'm pissed because I think she might not even be responding to his antics anymore. Um, And I also think that to a degree of it is probably that. And I don't know about all his other baby mamas, but I will say he is the breadwinner and he has to be the breadwinner in all of those cases. Right. And so I think Sierra is not faced by his money. He can't just, you know, what was that? He made a statement before about, I guess, like his last his last baby mama that's pregnant or the one that's currently pregnant or just had a baby. He said something oh, about she's not a celebrity. Yeah, he said something to the tune. He like tweeted like you gonna be you gonna cry in that Nissan or in this Phantom or something like that. And so it was kind of like basically you gonna get dogged out anyway. So you rolling with me, I can get you in a Phantom or I got money or whatever it is. Well, he can't do that with Sierra because yeah, obviously because Russell Wilson got she yeah. got her money and Russell Wilson got his own money. Yeah, and so, so she don't need him for nothing. Exactly. So him probably, she don't need the child support. Exactly. Uh-huh. Him probably pulling the antics, saying stuff, doing stuff. She probably was like, "Bruh, I don't have time for that. I don't have to put up with it. I'm going to ignore it." And the fact that she ignores it probably really does bother him. And he's just like, "Yo, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this." I think it just. But I like future. And Russell Wilson seems like he's providing a like a father figure role and that irritates him. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say honestly, as a man, so it's, it's a couple of things. Like I can say as a man that I can only imagine that I'd probably be bothered. The Jay-Z line when he was like in the future, uh, uh, dudes playing football with your son. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I mean, <laughs> anybody would be, if, if you are a celebrity and you're in the public eye, and 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 public opinion and all of that stuff matters to you you make your money you're living by being shown you having this child and somebody else kind of being propped up positioned or viewed as the better father figure bruh that's gonna bother you like i can you know what i'm saying like i can i i, I can i can agree with that but at the same but i thought that would motivate him to do more no, I think that's the thing. That's what I was getting at. I think that's the thing at the same time to that point, bro. You got to recognize that. Hey, I'm not going to change this, this situation or this environment by not doing my part. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, I just, 
I get I get really annoyed by this situation as a whole. I get annoyed by all of them. And that's not to say that future is not the main problem. Right. Or the the sole problem and everybody else is not really a problem or just not. That's just ignoring him at this point, which is really what's happening. But I get annoyed by because I keep I always go back to I said this before. Yo, at the end of the day, it's a kid that has to go through this this crap. And as a child that grew up in an environment where my parents just did not get along. Right. Like it just wasn't a thing. I hate seeing this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I can only imagine my parents were not famous, but having parents that are famous and like there's always a bicker and a back and forth. And future, I saw a video of him and his dad and they seem to have a great time together. Right. And so Mm -hmm. he really has an affinity for his dad. I'm sure he has an affinity for his mom and his stepdad. And in his mind, seeing all that stuff or seeing the tension or knowing that I can't go to this person's house because my parent, my mom and my dad don't like, it's just like, I don't care about none of this stuff. Honestly, I just want, I just like y'all. I just want to be around y'all. I want to go throw, throw the football. I want to eat some, some cheese sticks and <laughs> some apples. And I want to make videos for Instagram and I want to play on my iPad. And I want to go to the kids choice awards with everybody. Like that's all I care about. I don't care about any of this other stuff. Like all of this she said this, and she did this, and he don't like him, and he ain't a man, and he need to come approach me. Like, bro, we got to let this stuff go. Like, we just have to let it go. Like, it's, and I, like I said, I, I be wanting to root for Future because I, you know, I think Future, he makes some good music. But I just like, bro, you, you're killing me today. You're killing me, Smalls. I can't, I can't keep up. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me that Future is his real name. And, yeah. I don't know why that that Maybe. really doesn't have to go anything with this, but it just still Baby makes me. Baby future. Baby she future. Named, she named her child after daddy's Well, she. I, I remember when her and future were together, and she was on 106 and Park, and I was like, "That's my king," and all that stuff. So I think she was just enamored with him at that time. Yeah, and she was a completely different person. Now look at her now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She found a young man that she she loves because he is younger than her. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like five years, I think. Oh, what? Like I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he's younger. But you know, sometimes you find love young. Hey, that's all right. I was going to say something, but I couldn't even stop. Get, I can't stop myself to say it. So we gonna move on. Um. So, uh, Queen Cardi B is coming back in and making a making all of us feel extra proud again as she let Tommy Loren know that yo I will dog walk you <laughs> being from the north side of Jacksonville Florida I was I felt so proud when I saw that tweet yo like I was like, come on, dog. Walk. I will dog walk you. Now, if she said I'll molly whop you, yo, I'd have been done. Like, this is it. Come on, Cardi B. Like, yo, let all of this Instagram, social media crap fool you. Keep my name out your mouth. I got something for you, yo. And Tommy Loren, she needed, yo. She, I just, she's just baiting just to be baiting. She's still biting for trying to get people to, to remember her and to be relevant. So I'm glad she checked the right one. She got old Cardi B at her. Yeah. Cause Cardi B will, will fight her in public. Just no look problem. at what happened with her and Nicki Minaj. No problem doing so whatsoever. And I appreciate that. I really do. Hey, 
I'm not going to just rap about it. I'm going to be about it. Yes. And you know, it's just, it's Tommy Lauren in this age of Make America Great Again. You know, Make America Great Again, apparently they're cheap. Um, so they're cheap? McDonald's and Burger King is what they serve to champions. Um, Donald Trump said he spent his own money because government shut down his crew was gone and he decided hey he said I thought to myself these guys are coming there's no crew what do these guys like McDonald's Burger King Pizza Hut let's get that stuff in here and I'm like they eat that occasionally at home like it's nothing to go through the drive through you come right. to the White House and get served a Big Mac. That's what. That's what. Yeah. And that's you the put logic. it on a silver plate with candles. That's the logic. In a box. That's the logic. I just. It's I, like it's not even real, but it is real. Exactly. That's so sad. Like it. It has to be a joke. Like I didn't even. I thought it was when you you told me to go like check out like your tweet. I, I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, this this has to be funny. No, nobody would actually do this. I'm going to the White House, right? I am going to the most important place, you know, in the country, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere that I'm sure many of those guys had never been, have heard about, dreamed of going, thought it was an honor. This is great. Let's get suited up. You know, let's put on a nice blazer, a tie. Like, let's good, look good for the president. And we roll around and you brought me McDonald's like and your logic was that I like to eat this stuff. Yes, I do like to eat this stuff because I ain't got no money or when I don't have no money or when I'm on the go. But I actually took time to try to come here. Yo, like I got myself dressed and I like, you know, I prepared for this moment and you gave me McDonald's and Burger King like and pizza like. I'm a college student, yo. Like, I appreciate a good meal. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't have to be, you don't have to give me what I eat regularly because I eat this for a reason. I eat these things because they're cheap, right? I'm sure every last person on that team appreciates going home to having a home-cooked meal, right? I'm pretty sure they appreciate going to, like, a school banquet where they get something catered, and it seems like somebody put some love and preparation and attention into their food. The The fact that you thought, like, oh, well, this is the stuff that these guys eat. They don't want to sit here and, you know, and, and, and be all uh, forks and knives. They want to just get something they can grab and go. No, bro, I didn't come to the White House for this. Is this the case? I could have stayed where I was at, like... This is not a thing. This is not a thing at all. Like, what are you even doing? And he says it with such a level of pride. Like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This was a grandiose idea. This was so good. Like, I got one for y'all. No, no, somebody. Where, but where's your team, bro? Like, who is anybody around you disagreeing with you and telling you this is not a good idea? optics wise this is not a good thing but you know what as i as i talk i think about maybe they are maybe they are saying this is a way to get publicity because this is surely going to get people to talk I, I, I think honestly i really think that he thinks that it's a good idea and he can't be moved and anybody who told him it wasn't they were getting ignored and that's just tragic and sad because i can't 
I can't imagine. Like, what did that even look like? First off, who was actually going to go pick up that food at the McDonald's? And I'm pretty sure they went to the one that's right down 17th. And they probably called him and was like, yo, I need to get X number, 200 Big Macs. And people are like, oh, my gosh, they're ordering 200 Big Macs from the White, at the White House. But this is embarrassing. Like, <laughs> this isn't good and at yet all. they continue to do it. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense at all. It reminds me, and I put that meme up, of Talladega Nights when they were at Crane. And she was like, I slaved on this food all day. And it was just a whole bunch of fast food. And they yeah. were in that mansion. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. And I'm like, wow. Like, the thought process of somebody who's had money all their life to think this is a good idea is amazing to me. Some kind of way you thought that this was, you thought that people desired this. I think that's the thing. Like, I would have been pissed. It shows that he has no idea what people desire. I would have been pissed. I ain't gonna lie. I would have been real pissed. Like, imagine being a college student. I wasn't a college athlete, but just a college student, right? And a lot of times, a lot of your meals are quick, fast, easy, on the go. We used to get excited about going to Olive Garden. Red Lobster. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the thing. Like, oh, Ruby like, Tuesday. Yeah, we going to actual dinner. Like, oh. And we got to the White House and he gave us McDonald's, like... On what planet does this make sense, bruh? Like, and he paid for it himself. I'm like, you could have paid a chef to come in. Right. I know the White House staff is out, but if you be using your own money, just get the chef. Help and have me them. make this. Yeah, help me make this make sense. Or just take us to a... Re- like, even if he would have like been like, oh, okay, you know, we had this like actual restaurant come in and cater the food. Because, you know, it would have been a meal. They got burgers, yo. Like... We going to pass this on the way out. This is not specific to D.C. It's not specific to the White House. In no way, shape, or form is this going to stand out to me besides the fact that maybe he signed their box. Maybe he signed like a Big Mac box. Maybe if he did that, I can get that. Okay, we'll give him that. So he signed the Big Mac boxes. And so they were able to keep the Big Mac boxes as memorabilia, like to commemorate the moment. That's what we're going to Who wanted a signature from him, though? It, well, he's the president, and so, you know, in his mind, I mean, it, it, it's valuable. I got a, I got the pregnant, the president's, I was going to say the pregnant's, the Lord, the president's signature. <laughs> I got the president's signature, so, <laughs> and it was, I, make it make sense, because it don't. I'm trying. I'm really pulling that straw saying it's just, it don't make sense. It no. doesn't make sense. This shutdown doesn't make sense. The wall that you could, it seemed like if you just get, go sideways, you could just slide through it. The steel barriers. Yeah. Over and around and through. So I'll say <laughs> over, around, and under. That was like the way. And under because it got Yeah. Tons. Over, around, and under. That's what you can do. And through. Yeah. And Every you time can you soft through. It, it's it's and you say through because really it's supposed to be like a bunch of metal poles which have like yeah I was like how is this yeah I don't how is this I just I look at it and I'm just like over how is this help over around and through That's and what then I he was bragging about. about bringing gas prices down as soon as he started bragging they went back up <laughs> he said you know I called them told them to make gas cheaper or bring the oil down 
it brought it down. He made everything sound so easy. Right. Because that's he's the one that's just out here just, you know, just I'm like, snapping sure his fingers. Elements in that, snapping his fingers and that's what's happening. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, y'all tell us what y'all think about Mimosas and OJ. We would love to hear from you. Hashtag ChatBC. We'll be back with our main dish. All right, we are back, and it is time to get into our main dish. The main dish for this week is about toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Gillette, uh, the the shaving, the people that make the the shavers, they released a commercial. Um, I want to say maybe it was like a week ago or so, and it was about. Um, it was kind of in solidarity. Uh showing solidarity to the me, me too movement and bullying. And so the commercial, if you haven't seen it, it's essentially, it's a bunch of guys that's like standing in the mirror, looking at themselves, guys of different ages, races, and uh, all of that diversity just kind of mixing into one. And so in the background, you're hearing a lot of stuff they're talking about. It's like the headlines about the me too movement, about sexual harassment, about bullying. Um, and it begs the question, um, is 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 this the best that we have? I think that's that's the question that it asks. It's like, is this the best that we can be, um, or something like that? And so the commercial, it essentially, and it, it goes from there. It shows like you know boys on the field uh, playing and like uh, wrestling each other, and it shows like television shows where you see guys like groping women and you know, uh, hitting them on their butts and, or just like cat calling them and all of that good stuff. And then you see it ends with a bunch of guys, um, at the end, like with these grills, they're like outside and it starts talking about like boys will be boys. Um, and it, it, it mentions like, you know, uh, the boys, <clears throat> boys of today will grow into like the men of tomorrow and no longer can we just accept that idea that, you know, boys are going to be boys and here's what we do because, you know, we're boys or we're men and we just will do whatever it is. And that's just us. And you can't you just kind of got to deal with it. Right. And so uh, for the most part, from what I saw was there's a lot of positive response. Right. Um, a lot of people, especially like on social media, I, s- I saw people like post about it. I like search for it. And people were saying like a lot of great things like kudos to Gillette for doing this. Um, obviously, you know, from a business perspective, this was a smart move for them to do, um, in light of, of, of everything that's going on, but it, it, it seemed, it was a nice, it's a nice gesture, nice commercial. Of course you have naysayers and apparently, um, a lot of the naysayers feel like uh toxic masculinity is being weaponized to be (laughs) anti-man and uh there's also an article that uh, we found that discusses the same thing it's a a phd a psychologist she uh, talks about a conversation that she had with a friend of hers and he essentially feels that women are a protected class now and no matter what he says or no matter what he does, he's wrong because in today's time and climate, it is, uh, you know, everything he does that's, you know, innate or natural to him being a man 
is considered toxic masculinity. He kind of is not able to be himself, if you will, and 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 kind of express his manhood. And so we just wanted to talk about the, the that 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 topic of first off, what is toxic masculinity and are we is this commercial or are we as a society um making it bad or wrong or hard to be a man? What you think, Lisa? So I thought the commercial was amazing. I didn't think it was like Most bad. I think yeah. it was just like what a man should be mm-hmm. apart from like and trying to correct things that are toxic behavior in men. Mm-hmm. Like trying to not in a super like in your face way, but right. very like creative yeah. um, addressing things. So I didn't think anybody would be upset with it because we see obviously Gillette was said okay with the Me Too movement let's address if we have an all male ed audience let's address the issues that we can address let's use our 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 um, our leverage with our audience to address things that affect them right. because that makes sense, makes sense. <clears throat> like right. a lot of women will make these statements about what men need to do. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have a male audience, it kind of falls on deaf ears. Exactly. But Gillette is the perfect organization to do it because their audience is men. And so you can challenge them because you have the audience. And I just thought that was the smart, logical thing to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that. Smarts and logic. <laughs> uh-huh. But I do think that this, what people have to learn how to do, and we say all the time, walk and chew gum. Like, I can acknowledge the fact that some people think all men are toxic. Mm-hmm. That is a a, a a stream of thought that exists. Right. And acknowledge that a lot of men are toxic at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all men are toxic, and this proves it. I'm saying that some men are toxic. Some men are good. Let's address everything. And the commercial says that too. Yeah. Let's just address it. We don't have to, like, it's not an attack. And I feel like, you know, I mean, if I point out that there could be cancer in a body, I'm not saying that the whole body is trash. I'm saying there's cancer in the body. I don't throw away the body. I just deal with the cancer. Right. And that's what people are addressing. They're not saying men are trash. They're saying that there's a problem with the way we think about manhood in our culture that needs to be corrected. So let's deal with that. And you can't deal with it without addressing. Like, I don't know how people want you to address it. They acknowledge it's a problem, but doesn't feel like it should be addressed that way. But I feel like either way you address it, it's still going to get to the same thing. Like you have to say that there's problems in the culture with manhood. Like, and it's not an attack. So I, exactly. I don't know what people want people to do. I, so for me, I, as I was like, so as I read the article and I started to see people's complaints, I got un- immediately annoyed, right? And I got annoyed because I feel like, ooh, here are these, this is an example of an adult that was a child and they mama babied them all the time. And they didn't just give them the facts and tell them what really it was and what they did wrong. They told them, you know, honey, it's okay. And yes, you, 
you just stole from that store. But what that store has to understand is that your desire to have that piece of candy was just so great and you needed it and it's not your fault. As opposed to just being like, look, you stole from the store. You shouldn't be stealing. I'm going to knock you out or you're going to be on punishment. This is not going to happen no more. Like, I ain't got time for it. Right. Like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You will be held accountable for your actions. And I think when I as I was reading the article and, and the, the writer was talking about her friend, that's immediately where my brain went to. Um, it went to this person that is saying, like, I just feel so bad because it's, you know, what am I supposed to do? everybody's telling me that I'm wrong and I just, I can't get it. And it's like, look, no, stop, shut up. Like <laughs> if, if, if the shoe does not fit again, don't wear it. Right. Cause it doesn't yeah. fit you. I think that there is something that it's okay to be like, you know what? I've always been raised that this is the way men operate. And this is something that is natural and innate to us because we are men. Now I'm hearing how this activity and this action has negatively impacted somebody else, somebody else that I say that I care about. Right. Women. I say that I care about women. I say that, you know, I desire this woman and I want to protect her and and I am a protector. And that's one of the pillars that I stand on. And so what she's saying or what they're saying is like, hey, in your quest to protect us, check these things right because you kind of do these you do these things and these things are not positive they don't make us feel good you know they hurt and all of that stuff it is okay to say yo i let me hear that let me stop and listen to that and let me try to work to make changes and maybe some of the things i've been doing have been very egregious because it was just the culture right it was the culture that like a woman can be walking through the club and because she has on something skimpy, I can like smack her on her butt. And that was just something that was okay. Now I'm realizing that that is harassment, right? I'm actually, there's actual language and words to put towards that. That is assault. That is whatever it is. And it's like, whoa, hey, gotcha. I see it. Or I struggle to see it because this has been my norm where I'm from. But now that I have the words and the language, let me make a change. Because what I wouldn't want to happen is for someone to do that to me, right? Like if Mm. somebody did that very same thing to me and I didn't have a choice in who sexualizes me and who doesn't sexualize me, um, I would be mad. I'll be pissed off. My, my, my male ego will just be like, no, like you're not going to subject me to something that I don't want to be subjected to. That's just not going to happen. I don't live like that. I don't play like that. So it, to me, it's kind of like, why is it so hard for anybody to just accept that? Right. And, and, and to see, and it, it makes me like, I get annoyed because I'm like, it's, how are you missing that? Like, that's so easy. You should not be missing something as simple as that's all they're saying. That's all that's happening. So you know, what's interesting. What's that? Though, I think some of the black men that I've seen that got upset about it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming this, this, uh, ladies who was writing an article, her friend was white, but there have been some black men that are upset about it. And I think those same black men would be upset if somebody countered Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter. And right. it is essentially the same argument. Right. I, I, I'll i even go a step further and say, like, those very same guys, if they saw another guy doing that to their daughter, they'd have a, or their wife, they'd have a problem. 
they'd have an extreme problem, right? And 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 so for me, it becomes here's why we need to shut up and listen. And 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 as somebody that I have sisters, I have a mom, and I, I am very protective of them. This is kind of one of the reasons I push myself to like, yo, I got to shut up and listen more, right? Because there's certain experiences I'm never going to understand. I'm just not, right? I, to be quite honest, I remember when initially, and this was maybe like, I want to say college time, was when I first started to hear kind of pushback about like catcalling. And I just remember thinking like, it's not a bigger deal. Like, it's really not that big a deal. Like, just ignore them and, and, and move on. Like, okay, somebody's trying to holler at you and you don't want to holler at them. Just keep moving. Like, ignore them. But I never saw a cat calling, like, and I guess in its real true form, I had this kind of warped idea of it. It's just a guy being like, hey, little mama, you look good. Or can I get your number? And her ignoring him or being like, I'm not interested and him being like, well, forget you then. Like, that's literally my thought. Like, that's what I thought it was. And it took one of my homegirls to actually say, no, like, it doesn't work like that. Like, that's how it sounds. That's what you think it is, but it doesn't work like that. Imagine walking down the street and it's not one, it's like 10 different people saying that. And then some of them go further and they approach you, not just like they say something from afar, but they like physically approach you. They put their hands around you. They, um, I mean, they put their arm around you and be like, oh, I'm gonna walk with you. Or, you know, after you say, after you say no, they start cursing you out and call you all kinds of bees and all this other stuff. And they just completely disrespect your person because they feel like they should have the right to touch you, to get your number, to even get your attention or respect. Imagine that. And she compared it to imagine you walking down the street and somebody asks you for some change and you said no or yeah you you told them no and they immediately start cursing you out you would go off right because how you gonna curse me out about something that's mine and in in the same regard it's like how you gonna curse me out because i don't want to give you my number how you gonna curse me out because i don't want to engage you like i'm just not interested leave me alone and so for me i was like whoa that's crazy i never think about it like that yo like but that's not my experience and so i feel like Here's why we got to shut up and listen, right? And it's not that hard. And I feel like we are, we, we become a baby when you're just like, oh, well, you know, I just, I can't do anything as a man. Um, because every time I do something, somebody's telling me I'm there's toxic masculinity. And I think we have to, just as a society, to really define what it is to, to be, like what toxic masculinity is. Um, I will say, and I've said this uh, kind of to some friends, I do believe that in in the fight for making people understand, uh, I've heard or I've seen people kind of diminish masculinity as a whole as if it's like invaluable and not necessary. Um, and I disagree with that. And I, and And while they may not be saying it directly, a lot of the things that a lot of their like jokes or the things that they complain about or whatever it's kind of like, oh, you know, this is this person that's just, you know, they're too masculine. They can't be, nobody got time for that. Like, uh, no, masculinity is cool, right? 
I think it's perfectly fine for there to be something that is more uh, natural or normal to a man versus a woman or more like or just just kind of like in general, I'll consider it just like an energy like, yo, there's some women that have or more masculine energy. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But and I, I think that I guess I go back to and she kind of mentioned it in the article is that. So if we call it out, we have to also call ourselves out because masculinity, quote unquote, or testosterone, quote unquote, is something that also brings a lot of other things that, you know, women like, which is Mm -hmm. a protector, um, somebody that has a high sex drive, somebody that is extremely active and fit, like all of those things that comes along with that as well. And so for me, it's kind of like, well, you know, let's let's be fair and call both things out. And it's not saying that like toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity doesn't exist, but it's like, so what is it? What actions are toxic? Right. I think it's to me, I define it as it's toxic when you're unable to see something outside of this one view of what masculinity and manhood is. That's when it's toxic, toxic because it's limiting. It's limiting mm-hmm. to the person that you're putting it on It's limiting to the woman that has to experience it. If you can only see being a man as somebody that has to cat call or grope women, then that's toxic, bro, because your manhood, quote unquote, is taking somebody else's choice. <laughs> your manhood is taking somebody else's ability to have authority and agency over themselves that's toxic your manhood is limiting somebody else even if just in your mind from being also a man because they don't do man the way you do man there is no one way to be a man so i think that's when it becomes toxic but saying that like oh you know we're dudes and we love sports and somebody's like, that's toxic masculinity because not only men like sports. Well, bro, nobody said that. Like, that's not toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, mm-hmm. generally, more guys typically like sports. That don't mean that if you don't like sports, you're not a man. That don't mean that you can't be a woman and love sports or be better at it than this men, these men. But this is something that is kind of like generally it is uh, uh, associated with this group of people. And if you look at statistics... Most of it is true, right? If we start to do polls and poll people, most of it is true. It's like, hey, I'm and be it nature, uh, be it nurture versus nature, and it's just the environment. Most of these people were brought up in an environment where being a man, you had to be into sports, you had to know, you know, like football or whatever, know what was going on, and so most guys either naturally do it or aspire to have that because that's just kind of the environment that we've been in. And that is okay. It's nothing wrong with that. It only becomes a problem when we see somebody that does not have that. And we say, Oh, well you should have that. And you're not a man because you don't like football. Like how dumb is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's when it becomes toxic for me. Just it being a thing that men do that doesn't make it toxic. But I think we have to define those things. And I also think it's just some of these guys just got to shut up. Cause I feel like, bruh, you are being way too sensitive about like, just shut up and listen, make the adjustments and move yeah, on. Yeah, And I think the word, the word in itself, toxic masculinity, notice the adjective is toxic. It's describing masculinity. So masculinity in itself is not toxic. Right. That's why it needs an adjective. Right, right. And I'm just like, they're like, well, women can be, yes, adjective 
at the <laughs> right. It's describing right, 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 right. So I'm just take like, them back to school. <laughs> masculinity, toxic are not synonymous. It's describing a type of masculinity. Exactly. So I'm like, adjective is describing. Yeah. If I say small man. I'm not saying all men are small. I'm saying this particular man is small. Exactly. Because the adjective exactly. is described. There we go. Come on, take him to school. Take him to school because they need it. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, I think they've got it. They've twisted it. And for them, it's masculinity. It, it's like it got an equal sign in between the toxic and masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's like they implement that. And it's like, no. It's just describing a type of masculinity. Right. I'm just like, that's what it is. There could be toxic femininity, which the author talks about. But again, it's not saying that all women are toxic. It's just saying there's a type of woman that could be toxic. And one doesn't cancel out the other. I think that's the other thing. It kind of, as I was reading it, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but as I was reading it, it kind of felt like she was trying to... and she, well, she does point it out and say, like, she's not saying that. But at some point in time, and I actually was glad she said it later, because it kind of felt like she was trying to say, well, women do these things, too, that can be bad. And I'm always and I guess, you know, maybe this is kind of a, a something I could do better. But I really dislike I really loathe people not able people not being able to focus on one issue and one thing because it's the well this person does it too type of mentality to me that doesn't help anybody that does nothing for anybody why because as opposed to putting the attention that we need to on this one subject and this one thing we're also talking about oh well you know this person does it too well we know that right and so we can have a different discussion about that as well like i'm fine with that but as of now, we're talking about the the toxic masculinity. And so let's focus in on that and let's figure out what needs to be done, what realizations we need to have, you know, what tools we need to employ to get over there. And then we can have a conversation about the toxic femininity or the canceling out of uh, of of men or if you feel that that's a thing or if that is something that is actually happened. Like we can have both of those conversations, but I think. Let's not dilute this conversation with, oh, well, so women do it, too. I just kind of feel like it puts me back in the mind of just it's like a somebody that just wants to be babied and they don't want to own up to their own responsibility. They don't want to own up to what they've done, you know, by themselves. It's like, no, well, this person did it, too. And it's like, well, bro, I mean, you grown. <laughs> like and what we've seen and what you and, and one of the things even going back to the Gillette uh, commercial, which I actually thought it was good that they did. They show clips of like television shows and entertainment, not just uh, current things, historical things to show that these are the things that's been accepted. It has been. And, and I think if even if you just if you just look at it from a different thing, like how many dudes do you know, you know, are just like in in a place, uh, let's say in a club. Right. Or you just go out to like a bar or whatever. How many dudes do you know that will walk past and a woman just will go up to him and like grab his crotch or hit him on the butt? That don't really happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really mm, typically that don't happen. But in that same environment, if you saw a guy do that to a girl, historically, I laughed. 
thought it was funny. Like, oh, yeah, it's okay. And 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 being younger, just not really not thinking about this, really having no language of thinking that this is like inappropriate touch. To me, it's like it's like a funny thing. And you you kind of thought about it from this space of, you know, she wore that to accentuate her butt, so we can see the whole thing about like uh, sitting a couple on on like on a button. It's like dang, and so it kind of becomes like this joke that like we are we think about we, we we laugh at and so when you see somebody do it or you see somebody acknowledge it it's a funny too because it's like oh yeah that reminds me of having never having literally no thought process of like yo that's like you're taking you're in her personal space you're taking away her choice i don't care what she got on you are taking like you are making this about you something that's hers you just gave yourself pure right to just go touch her like dang bro if you put it that way hmm ooh, i get it that's a problem we should all probably work on this problem like it's i i kind of get you know what i'm saying like it's i think if we 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 look at it from that that way and just kind of put the same like reverse the roles but make ourselves in the reverse role it'll be very easy to be like oh yeah i'm not I wish somebody would like, what? I don't care who you are. Don't put your hands on me. Like one of the reasons that I, I like really loathe the club environment is cause I'm like, yo, I don't want people touching on me. It really bothers me. Like stop touching me. Like don't touch me without me asking you to do so. Don't rub up against me. You hot, you sweaty, you stink, whatever it is. You do not have to be this close to me. You can back up. And I was like, well, in club environments, that's just not going to happen, right? Like, and I get it. It's cool. So that's why I, for a long time, I was like, that's not, it's not for me, yo. It's just not, it's not my thing. I get it. I love music and I like dancing and I like all of this stuff. And, you know, I want to go out and be social and it's cool. But in this environment, it really bothers me when like somebody is like in my personal space, like, yo, back up, <laughs> take like 20 steps back. I can't do that. Cause there's so many people in here. So I get it. And I'm like, I know me. I I can only I can't imagine being a woman and just being like, oh, well, I just kind of got to deal with the fact that somebody's going to do this to me. Nah, bro, that ain't I'm not that ain't fine with me. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, as I was reading the article, there is this like it's like if you tell somebody like I do it, too, or it happens to me, too. It's supposed to make them feel better about it. Mm-hmm. But I think in this case, it wouldn't. Because they'd be like, no, it's different. It's an attack on on men. I mean, I mean you know, there's... Because essentially, that's the, what the people say about R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want you to address the R. Kelly thing because it's an attack on black men. It's like, white men do it too. And I'm just like, but it's still... He still did it. Like, he still did it. It's not like he's innocent and they lying on him. Right, 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 right. We can. He's yeah. guilty. He's we can <laughs> exactly. convict the guilty. Like, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't make us less of a people yeah. if we prosecute the guilty. Yeah. That makes us stronger as a community if we're trying to bring justice to those who do wrong. Right. This whole idea of, of, I think it is this idea that oppressed people can't do injustice acting justly or yeah. if oppressed people act unjustly then we don't prosecute them because they're oppressed and it's like nah bruh yeah that's not what we're saying like let's 
let's roll that back. Right. And I I think, too, even in our oppression, we have to I, we've talked about this before. Even in our oppression, there's certain privileges we have. One of the things. So uh, Charlemagne's book, like black privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. There is a privilege that we have in certain spaces. Um, I think that a lot of our privilege, if you will, um, we don't realize and, and we can't and we don't monetize it in a way that, you know, so we we think about being creative and changing culture and 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 being kind of essentially the definition of cool, if you will, like no matter what we do you're the cool person. If you think about the token, right? The token in an environment, no matter how lame somebody else might see them to their friends, they become the cool one automatically. It's like default to coolness. And I think that's something that's a privilege to us. We just kind of have that. We, no matter what we do, no matter how square we are, there's something, something about us that is just kind of, we can kind of find the wave and control the wave. Um, and so that, that in and of itself is a privilege. However, we don't really monetize that. And that privilege can't really get us nowhere for the most part. Right. Not in, not in our current country. Like we just, I can't say, oh, I started crank that soldier boy, uh, or the Fortnite, right? The Millie walk. I think this is the best example. So Millie walk, uh, Fortnite has been getting a lot of, uh, backlash. I actually think, think a couple of lawsuits have been filed against them. Because of in the game, the characters do um, like the Shiggy dance and the Millie Rock and all this other stuff. And so here is a, a, a game that is popular, but that because of these things and in order for them to do that, what I found out through my nephew um, is that you have to buy those moves. So they don't just naturally do it. You got to spend money in order to get it. So here's a game that's making money off of these like popular dances right well mm-hmm. some minorities made that <laughs> they made that stuff up put it on the internet and it became like super popular it's viral it's a f- phenomenon internet sensation right but now this gaming company is charging those very same people 99 cents to get their little avatar to Millie Rock. <laughs> y'all just monetize somebody else's thing however that coolness right does not if it were created and you had to charge somebody 99 cents in order to just do it nobody would probably do it right like people just like oh i'm not gonna do it or i'm not gonna post about doing it so it wouldn't have been popular so we have that ability to do so but it's like we don't uh, what what i was getting at is i think when it comes to the 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 majority the person that is not oppressed i think having them say having them hear that what they've done, that their actions need to change, what they've become so comfortable in doing is problematic. I think that's where the problem is. And I think we even all, as like minority men, we still do have a privilege. And so we still have male privilege. And when, you know, a, a black woman and, and a black man would be on the same thing in terms of like on the same uh, playing field in terms of like race. But if given an opportunity of who is going to make it out of something or who is going to be stronger or who's going to be smarter, most people are probably going to think, oh, well, pick the man instead of the woman. Let's preserve the man as opposed to the woman because I can get more out of him than the woman or he's going to be able to push past it. And so, oh, here's my here's, here's this male privilege that I have. And so I got to be able to say that, yo, yes, I'm oppressed. 
but I also have a privilege. And so if that a part of that privilege has created a blind spot for me or have done something and I can't see the error of my ways or how the things that I do hurt somebody else, then I I am operating in privilege. And I got to check that in order to, to if I'm really down for the cause, or if I really care about women, I got to be able to shut up and listen to that. No. Yeah. It just yeah, it just makes sense. It only makes sense. Yeah. Again, it's this hyper I mean, it seems like a sensitive masculinity that can't deal with um critique. Yeah. A fragile ego. It's everywhere. It's running rampant. Y'all hit us up and let us know what y'all think about the main dish. Uh, what do you guys think about toxic masculinity? Um, I know we talked about a lot of things that we, in, in terms of defining it, but how do you define to- toxic masculinity? How do you define masculinity as a whole? Let's just start there because clearly, as you said, people think that toxic equals masculinity. And it's like, no, that's not what people saying. It's so the adjective, up, folks. Right, right, right. Hit us up. Use the hashtag ChatBC and we will be back with our Toaster Roast. <laughs> Right, all right, all right. We are back, and it is time to get into this week's toast or roast. Toast or roast. I don't know where that just came theme from. Theme music. Yeah, yeah. We, maybe we can do like theme music for the for our segments. Um, so I'm excited though about this week, uh, about the toast or roast for this week. I know I'm a little late because this was announced before, but it's official now. So here we go. So Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot, has been inducted into work? the song. Right, it's been <laughs> inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And she's the first female rapper, and I believe the third rapper, to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And I don't know a female rapper that's more deserving. I say this all the time, and this is the reason that when she did the Super Bowl with Katy Perry, I was really annoyed is we don't respect what Missy did. We don't respect Missy enough. We just don't. Missy has written songs for, has produced for, has worked with so many artists. And when I say work with, not like she was just on as like a feature, like she came up with the whole concept. She, you know, wrote the, she wrote the song. She brought the song. She heard their voice and said, I remember listening listening to her one time and she was talking about a tweet. She's talking about a song and she heard Tweet's voice. And while she was writing, she heard that voice in the song. And she called Tweet and it was like, oh, nobody else fits on this song but you. Same thing she's done for Leah and Monica and, 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 and all of these people. Like, hey, I heard this song and n- this is for your voice. And then the song becomes a hit. It becomes, you know, it it sticks. It makes sense. It, it pulls on your mo- emotions and all of this stuff. Like Missy literally created, creates like whole performances and, and, and moments and things that are memorable. And I just, I don't feel like we give her enough props. I don't think we even recognize the genius that is Missy. So, her getting this award and this accolade to me 
is well, it's about time. And I think that this should be the first in a long line of, of, of people in this day of now. We're so we're so quick to holler the word legend, right? This person is a legend. This person is a legend. This person's legend. So much so that I actually hate the term legend now for that reason. And I used to because for me, the legends were reserved for the people from yesteryear. Jacquees is a legend. Get out of here. See? (laughs) That's why it's like, I hate the term now because literally we just say because a person was out 10 years ago, now they're legendary status. But it was like, no, to be a legend, like you had to have this undeniable talent. And I don't even want to say like it was about the number of records you sold or how popular you were. It was just like, yo, you got this talent that nobody can take away from you. And that makes you legendary. And you've been using it for a while and you flexing it. And you have used that talent to connect to life experiences. And so when I think about a certain period of time in my life, I think about your song. Right. Or I think about your work or I think about your voice like. All, to me, that's legendary. This whole thing of like, oh, well, you you came out in the 2000s and you just put out a new song today. You're a legend. Fam, no. <laughs> like, stop it. You only it. got one song. Yeah, like, stop it. That's You're not a legend. Like, let this go. But we use that term legend and I don't hear enough people refer to Missy in that way. Um, you know, when the, the whole Super Bowl thing came, it was a lot of people start saying, Katy Perry was going to put this new girl, Missy, on. I remember seeing that tweet, and I went to the girl, and I was like, you should call your mom, and, um, yeah, she should handle you, and then I blocked her. Because I was like, I don't ever want to see this ignorance ever again in my life. Like, Katy Perry is about to put this new girl, Missy, on? Who are you? T- what is, what's happening? Like, what do you mean? You don't even know what's going on in life <laughs> right now. You don't know. Who are you? Get off of the internet. Like, I just, yeah. And I, I get it. You know, it's it's possible. She's probably super young. She didn't know it's possible to happen. But, like, come on now. Do you hear the name? Google it. You have Google. It doesn't make sense that you shouldn't know who this person is. Anyway, we use the term legend. We don't use it with Missy enough. This is one of our, our, our extreme talent, and I'm just glad that we are recognizing her. So this week, I am toasting to Missy Misdemeanor Elliott, and I have been bumping all of her albums because, yeah, it just reminds me of, yo, this is super deserved. A shout out to Missy. I also want to give a toast. I want to give a toast to the youngest executive producer in Hollywood history, hey. Marcia Martin. Marseille. Marseille, I'm sorry, pronounce her name wrong. Marseille, I always pronounce people's name wrong. It's sad. <laughs> Marseille, Martin, dope. This movie she has coming out, The Little. Right. Uh, it looks amazing. It looks hilarious. And they got um, Issa Rae, Regina uh, Hall. Is that Hall? King. King. I'm all Oh, up. no. Wait, hold no, on. No, it is that, Hall. It is Hall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I Hall. was right this I time. Was thinking, yeah, you were right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about King and the Golden Globes. My bad. Yeah, so shout out to her. I think this is amazing. It is inspired me. I'm like, I want to be a boss um, <laughs> like that. I want to produce a movie. But yeah, to executive produce and pitch it and have this idea and say, I'm going to do this um, is amazing. And I, I just think it's dope that the youngest is a black uh, woman. A black young girl so yeah. i'm excited about it and toast to her yeah yeah i'm looking forward to seeing i'm looking forward to seeing that movie because you know i love when 
we, there's movies with, with black people in it and we're not, it's not a rom-com. It's not like a typical, it's like stretching. And so the whole, we've, ne- I've never seen us do the, uh, the age swap thing. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm just excited cause I'm like, Oh, this is something that we can do. Right. And this is something that we should have been doing, but like, here's an opportunity for people to see that, yo, we're not just one dimensional way. We just don't do rom-coms and like dramas. We can do other things. And so, the fact that this is a comedy and it's the whole age switch thing and they actually make a joke about in the trailer, Issa Rae says, black people don't do that. Like, the fact that they actually, in, they put it in the trailer to let you know, like, we know you don't think black They're people aware. can do it. Yeah, we're, we're completely aware of it, but we're doing it anyway. I was just, yeah. I was like, yep, gotta see it. Yeah. I can't wait. So, y'all, we're going to leave y'all with today's good vibe. Today's good vibe comes from the Bible of Paul, 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put away childhood behavior, put what the ways of child childhood behind me. Sorry. No, it's, uh, that, it's is, written, that version is written really weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the King James that I grew up on, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that goes perfect with our main dish. When you're a child, you act as a child. That's toxic childhood, I guess. <laughs> you're, uh, but you're, when you're, yeah. There's no, uh, now we don't have to put the adjective, but it's just childish. You know, when you're right. childish, you're childish. Um, but at a certain age, you should shift. And I think what toxic masculinity is, is adults acting like children. Right. Um, <laughs> and not hearing what you need to hear not doing what you need to do somebody's telling you this is wrong and you still talk about well I'm a man and I've always been able to do that and it hurts my feelings that I can't be a man bro shut up like you are no longer a child grow up like it's okay to say that I was wrong and now I learned and I, 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 I'm going to put away the childish ways because I've realized that I shouldn't do that no more. I'm an adult. That's it. Let it go. Yeah. Right there in the Bible. Let it burn. Yeah. Don't let it burn. All right, y'all. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Brunch Culture. As always, guys, we thank you guys so much for rocking with us and listening to the show, for supporting us. And thank you guys for the feedback. We got a lot of great feedback from last week epi- last week's episode. Um, and as mentioned before, we are going to do a better job with being here and being consistent and thank you guys for just your support um and us doing that and your understanding of us navigating this young professional world and being here um and that's the last time that i'm going to say that because i always go back to that one listener that wrote to us and was like stop apologizing just put the show out and let's go and i was like you know what that's good that's really good (laughs) but you guys know you can hit us up on our website at brunchculturebc.com i'm on instagram at brunchculture i'm sorry on twitter at brunchculture on instagram at brunch underscore culture and we're here we're here as always to talk you guys let us know Shoot us an email and let us know if there's anything that you want to engage us about or you want us you want to hear us cover. It's at brunchculturebc at gmail.com. And as always, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.